Welcome to another episode of Unscathable with your host, Deshaun Williams. And today, you know, we have an amazing guest, Miss Paige Frazone. And before we get into it, I just want to introduce Miss Paige. Paige Frazone is a professional writer, poet, subconscious health practitioner, and business owner stationed in Boulder. Colorado. She's the founder of Around Wellness LLC, where she helps clients assess their infinite potential through integrative and neuroscientific healing modalities. Paige's writing has been featured in About Boulder, Road Agent, Indica, Streetgate Magazine, and elsewhere. Her background in English literature and contemplative psychology has shaped the psychosomatic language. Yes, that is correct. In all of her work, where she aims to honor the liminal space between that which is and is not articulable. Without further ado, I would like to introduce and get started with Unscathable with Deshaun Williams. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Unscathable. And if y'all have not caught on yet, we have changed the name. I feel like it's, I feel like it, you know, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it sticks out because no one knows what the word unscathable for is and you're able to make your own definition for it. So today we have our guest, Ms. Paige Fr- Frizone. Frizone. <laughs> you're great. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Ms. Paige is a subconscious health practitioner. So how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great. I'm so happy to connect with you. Thank you for having me on. I feel like we've been connecting for a couple of few months now, and I feel like we're achieving parallel goals and on parallel paths. So it's really cool to connect today. Most definitely. And you know, uh, so for everyone listening, before we actually get into the topic today, me and Paige actually met on um, on a speaker connections Um that was hosted by event rapper Raptor. Lord, if they hear me say the name wrong, they might get on to me. <laughs> but, uh, event Raptor, and um, I just heard her speak, and she was pitching herself as a, as a podcast guest. Now, I, I mean, it was like, oh, we got to have her on the show. She is going to align, and I think I want to say we connected, and right before Thanksgiving, and we've been um, like. We became like best of friends. People that you think that you would never become good friends with, sometimes you become the best of friends with. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like we have gone really deep with each other really fast. And we're also super supportive of each other as far as what we're pursuing. And you ask me, like, hey, how did that interview go? Or I'll ask you, like, how was that summit or whatever it is? And we just get to be in network with each other. And I really love having that camaraderie with you for sure. Most definitely. 
and we can also talk about what we dislike from potential guests. Um, <laughs> sorry for anyone that has not been on the show yet. But <laughs> so, as a subconscious health practitioner, my first question for you is: um, What exactly brought you into becoming a subconscious um, health practitioner? Great question. It's a loaded question. I will be brief here. I honestly, starting from a young age, was stuck in the therapy and Western world, Western medicine system. And I had been pathologized with all types of diagnoses. When I was a kid, I had chronic night terrors. I had my brain tested. They're like, what's wrong with this kiddo, right? She's super sensitive. Um, that eventually developed into hardcore depression, anxiety, self-harm, anorexia, and that proceeded to take over a decade of my life. And it's been a wild journey, but throughout that time, I was able to get really clear about what wasn't working for me in the treatment that I was receiving. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have received treatment, but I also was very clear about a lot of the cognitive therapies, the conscious processing therapies that people just talk about what's going on and they never really get to the root of it. And then you're given prescription medicine and then you're an enigma because there's all these co-occurring things going on and nobody can really find the root because it gets band-aided even more and masked even more. So that kind of was my personal life experience coupled with my academic experience, which led me down a path of I've always been a writer first and foremost, but it led me down a path of alternative medicine exploration and different approaches to healing. And I had studied multiple different modalities, homeopathy, naturopathy, um, botanical medicine, energetics, like a lot of things. And it kind of spun me back into my center of realizing that all those things are fantastic and I love them, but there needs to be science as well. So this isn't just about Eastern, it's not just about Western, but it's like, how can we be the most effective and the most efficient as we are in our healing protocol and helping people through treatment, whatever it is that they're struggling with. So the subconscious health piece is so critical because it's integrative, as I mentioned, but it brings scientific and neuroscientific awareness into our bodies so that people understand why we're doing what we're doing and that we are designed to heal no matter what's going on in our lives. And I just have found it to be the most holistic, the most expedited process to helping people understand why they are the way they are and how to upgrade those patterns that aren't serving them. Most definitely. Um, you know, I was getting ready to ask you what exactly does self-conscious health practitioner, um, like what do you do most definitely? And you answered that question before I ever got the chance to ask it. And uh, that's amazing. And now y'all can see why we hit it off so so quick and so fast. Because you know, it I to me, I think it kind of works hand in hand also with transformation. Um, but also as someone who, you know, someone who was diagnosed as um, schizophrenic at a young age, which. Uh, I do not believe I'm schizophrenic. I'm a little crazy, but not schizophrenic. Um, and, AD, and having ADHD. Um, and it's, it's so much medicine that a doctor would try to prescribe you. And if it doesn't work, they want to continue to try to. I told people, like, I was the, I was the, 
I was the test rat. I was the loud rat because they wanted to see what worked, what didn't work. And for every new medication that came out that could possibly help the symptom, they wanted to give out just so they could see what the side effects were. And, you know, so many people don't realize like, hey, your body can heal if you allow it to. And if you know what steps to take, if you know what it takes and what it means to heal. Um, I personally don't like taking medication. I don't, I have never met anyone that says, oh, I love taking this medicine. Most people like, I take this medicine so I can stay alive. Well, because the doctor told me to, it's like, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. And I love that we, I mean, I love it now that we can relate in this way. Of course, I don't wish this for anybody, but oftentimes the people who are in the Western medicine system as a client or a patient, um, they're not necessarily able to see the repercussions of them being in the system because they're just in it and they're medicated, right? And no disrespect to anyone on medication. If it's working for you, fantastic. No judgment, right? Like to each their own. I took myself cold turkey off medication, all of them. I was on six or seven um, when I was 26, I think, when I was 26, a few years ago. And yeah, it's amazing for people who have done that. And I always disclaim and I always preface, I don't recommend you doing that. Always consult your people, your professional expert advice and all that, but know that there's always going to be an impact for the decisions that you make. And for me, I got to a place in my life where I knew the medication wasn't helping. And in fact, it was hurting me even more. And it is, you're like band-aiding, like, let me give you a pill for the side effects and let me give you a pill for those side effects and let me give you a pill for those side effects. And when I was putting these white pills in my mouth, I actually became aware, which is amazing because awareness is the first step to change, right? But I became aware of every time I'm putting these things in my mouth that I don't actually believe help me, I'm also catering and feeding myself a story of I'm broken, I'm crazy, I'm wrong. Every time I took a pill, it's because there's a chemical imbalance, right? And people are like, there's something wrong with you. So now not only is there a foundational root trauma, which is all that those symptoms and behaviors and emotions are, it's unprocessed memories from a past part of you, right? And we can go in and, and heal those parts. But not only is there that root trauma that's creating the schizophrenic diagnosis or creating the borderline personality disorder, right? I'm not using quotes to say that they don't exist. They do exist, but it's just a matter of people understanding how to be discerning when they're in that system where people are going to tell you you're bad, you're wrong, you're crazy, right? And so not only is it just that root trauma, but it's the trauma of being medicated in the body. It's the trauma of being medicated in the mind, and it's the trauma of being medicated in the spirit. And so now we have multi layers of trauma that we're having to deal with that most people just get to not acknowledge once they're on medication because they're perceiving that it helps them because that's what their doctors have said. So we're not in a position to question the system when we're in, a, when we're in the system. But as you said, once we detox our system and we see that the body's really designed to heal, then we can start questioning, like, why was I in that position in the first place? And those imprints in our system of like, oh, I used to be called schizophrenic. You and I are so parallel. I was diagnosed with borderline personality and I'm so not that person. I'm so not that diagnosis. And it's just because they didn't know what else to do with me. And there are systemic things in that world you have to question. 
if you need surgery, if you need to go get like an amputation, please go seek the professionals in the Western world. That's absolutely valid and needed, but there's a time and place for it. So I really just help people understand how to be more discerning about what they're putting in their system, what their worth and value really is. And I, and I want them to learn that for themselves because there's so much programming going on and there's so much medical trauma going on as well. Most definitely. And, you know, before we go to the next question, I just kind of want to hit on what you said. Um, you have this medicine and then you have a medicine for the side effect and a medicine for that side effect. So imagine taking Adderall, which is supposed to calm you down. And then Adderall also takes away your appetite. So now you have a medicine that helps you eat and reverses the appetite so that you can eat, but that medicine affects your sleep. So now you're on a sleeping medication. And that was a that was an everyday thing for me from I think kindergarten all the way up to um I think almost up to eighth grade. The only reason why we got taken off of it was be the only reason why I got taken off of it was because Adderall is considered a um it's considered a narcotic so you know the like they don't write they don't write no more than 30-day prescriptions then you have to go back and see you have to go see the therapist so my grandma was like no we're not coming up here every month this was before i was driving so we didn't have a way to get there every month and then you know in 2018 they they was like okay you have this let's write this uh depression medication but it's going to keep you at it up at night so let's write this sleeping medication okay i work third shift i can't i can't take sleeping medication at night because i have a job and i have to drive and so you know that's the most important things like you know for every for every medication that they have out there there especially that the doctor prescribes um the fda approved okay i'm not going to go into that but you know, um, yeah. every every drug they have out there has a uh, it has a side effect, and then they have a. As you said, they have something else for that side effect. But as we both state, as she's as Paige stated, and as I'm a state, we're not knocking anyone that's on medication, and we don't suggest just quitting cold turkey um, before you. Before you decide to quit your medicine, go seek professional help. So, um, so the second question I have for you today is, what's the greatest thing that you've had to overcome? Hmm, it's a great question. And there really have been so many things. And wildly enough, we're in this conversation already. I was going to say like my first hit was getting off medication. And the reason for it, it's not about one day I'm taking meds and one day I'm not. The reason why it was the biggest thing that I had to really overcome is that I didn't even know that that was the interference in my life that was keeping me from being biochemically regulated. It was the thing in my life that was keeping me so stuck in stories about how I wasn't good enough, how I was never going to be who I wanted to be. I couldn't freaking see straight. Like I couldn't see straight. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't operate as I was supposed to operate. And so 
there was so much confusion in that. And I always tell people I actually was taken off medication versus I took myself off because it was so divinely intervened. It was not something that I consciously thought, oh, I'm going to get off my meds today. It was seriously like 10 days of me not being on them before I realized I'm not on my medication, right? And then I had a choice point. I was like, do I go back and refill this bottle that I really reluctantly don't want to go back and refill? Or do I stay the course, right? And I consulted my people and I was like, hey, so I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I was a pretty rebellious client. Like I got kicked out of many treatment centers. I was not compliant with a lot of the systems and the protocols and for good reason, because that was my soul that was working so hard to be like, Paige, like there's more on the other side. You just got to fight through the fear of not knowing what's on the other side in order to get there. And I stayed with it. I stayed the course and it was against everyone's guidance, guidance, except maybe one person in my life who I'm so grateful for. And my psychiatrist dropped me right away, obviously, because I'm a liability the second that I'm like, no, I'm not doing what you suggest. And I had to deal with the repercussions. And a few years later, three and a half years later now, I'm still waking up to like what I like to call the sobriety of my life. Because when I'm not on meds and now being off them for a long period of time, I feel like I have more direct experience with my life. I feel like I have a more sober, a more clarity of, you know, what life is without those substances in my body. And I still have to kind of carry the repercussions of being on them for a decade. And I have to carry the repercussions of being really muddled in my brain and having those chemical alterations. Right. And so when I went off them, I tell people I went into a cave for two weeks. It was pretty black. Like I did not know what was going on. I don't have much memory from that time. I was in my last semester of undergrad at the time and uh, I just let it carry me. I let it carry me into the light and I still find myself in every single day, at least one time a day, being aware of how difficult that 10 year chapter was. And so I think the medication was one of the roots of it. It wasn't all of it, but it helped my body come back to a place of recalibration and equilibrium. And it was really my mind and and my drive and my stubbornness that was like, hey, you're not supposed to be living this way. And the fact that my behavior and my actions were able to align with that feeling that I had was a miracle. It was a straight up miracle. So it's not really about the meds. It's more about my like my heart space and my fortitude and my desire for change and me having to put my foot down and take a stand and say, I know this isn't what other people would recommend. And I know that it's against expert advice and guidance, but like I have to do this for me because my life depends on it. So I think that was the catalyst of my life where I can separate the before and the after, before I got off meds and after getting off meds, because I'm a completely different person. And I always tell people that was the beginning of the rest of my life. Getting off medication was the beginning of the rest of my life. So in a way, I feel kind of young, like I'm such an old soul, but I feel very young in life because I feel like I just started. I feel like I'm four years old, you know, the, the four years off medication, I'm four years old. And so I'm still seeing the impact of that. So that was absolutely huge for me. Most definitely. Um, you know, I, I, one thing that stuck out, being a rebel, because at some point we all 
Like at some point, we all have a rebellious side in us, whether you want to admit it or not. We all have a rebellious side. But also the fact that, you know, when you go to a therapist and you say, no, I'm not going to do this. And they're like, well, uh, since you're not going to do this, we have to let you go because we, like, you have became that liability and we cannot be held responsible for what may happen. It, it kind of like, I feel like a therapist's job is to help you even if you don't want to follow everything that they say. Right. But it's amazing that they will actually be like, well, since since I'm not benefiting from this, I'm not going to help you anymore. It, it just amazes me. Me too. And I've had so many of those experiences. Thank goodness. I'm now with a therapist that is more of the latter of what you were saying. Somebody who was like, you know what, if you're 10 days off medication and you're not suicidal, right? Because that can be such the number one side effect for so many people, like trust your gut, trust your gut. And I will follow you on this journey. And it took so many therapists that kicked me out and were like, you're screwed. Good luck for me to find the therapist that I have now. So I'm so grateful for it because that's changed my entire life. It's changed everything about me, my psyche, my internal landscape, my environment, how I perceive the world, everything. Um, but I struggled with this exact concept for a really long time, Deshaun, like people I was perceiving and it's a perception. So it's not necessarily reality or true, but I was perceiving and filtering life through this thought that I'm being punished for suffering. Like I'm rebelling because I'm struggling and I'm suffering and I'm trying to find myself in all this madness. And then you're going to kick me out. Then you're going to say, I can't care for you anymore. And then there's perceptions of you don't love me or I'm abandoned. And it can actually re-traumatize people. Right. And I understand on the other end of that from a, from a professional lens, cause I love therapy. I love it. I've been in it since I was a kid, I understand there's also a lot of limitations of it when it comes to cognitive and conscious processing. I think there are other subconscious modalities that can really complement and supplement that work in an expedited way, but I love it, right? I love it. I'm a, I say I'm a therapy enthusiast. And at the same time, I've had catastrophic experiences there as well. And they've all been lessons, right? But I struggled a lot with like, having to heal those wounds on my own and what I really feel about the rebels of the world who are in this system, who are trying to get out of it. Again, hold caution and know that the therapist's perspective is so valid as well because they need you to be safe. First and foremost, you have to be safe. And if they perceive that you're a danger to yourself or others, they're going to have to take action. And the other part of that is that they might just have to dip out of your process if you are not able to be compliant. There's a very fine line here, right? We don't want people who are hurting themselves or other people um, and not able to find that safe container. And so it's delicate. It really is. But again, there's repercussions to everything. If you're a rebel, there's going to be repercussions for that. If you are non-compliant, there's going to be repercussions for that. And at the same time, on the other end, if you're compliant and you're just being the perfect patient and you're just doing what you're told, there's also huge repercussions for that as well. And I've been on that side of the spectrum too, right? So it just feels really important to be aware of the system that you're in while you're in it best as you can, right? There's so many influences going on when you're in a vulnerable state and people are telling you every which way who you are and what you should do and stuff like that. But my perception of all of what we're talking about 
is that the rebel in you is trying so hard. It's working so hard to get your attention and help you come back to your center and find your agency, your authority, right? And so that you can really blossom into the person that you are so that you can kind of go on this end of the spectrum, then go on this end of the spectrum and then toggle your way back to center, if that makes sense. Oh, most definitely. It definitely makes sense. And uh, thank you for that, for the explanation. Um, so as, as we're coming to a close today, um, I would like to ask you, because if any of the, any of the people in the audience that would like to connect with you, what's the best way they can connect with you? Oh, great question. Thank you. So you can visit my website, which is www.innerrealmwellness.life. And that has a whole breakdown of all of the things that we do together in our journey and our healing together. And I'm also very active on Instagram. So at Inner Realm Wellness is a great way to receive tons of free content, free support. And that is also the same as my Facebook page. So it's facebook.com slash Inner Realm Wellness. Um, I have tons of resources for you to kickstart your healing journey or to complement where you are in your healing journey as well. Thank you for that. And uh, I would definitely have that in the show notes for anyone that would like to check out her, check out her website and how to get to her on Instagram. When she says that she's very active on Instagram, oh, trust me, she is. <laughs> 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 um Love it. she'll definitely like if you reach out to her she's very friendly um <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the show today for unscalable i want to thank you again for being on the show today and uh thank you for sharing your wisdom and your expertise thank you Deshaun. it's been amazing i'm so grateful for you in my life and thanks to the listeners it's going to be it's it's a really valuable conversation i'm so glad to be here most definitely and remember this is not goodbye but this is until next time I will be right here.